another uh, Bible session. This evening's topic will be no condemnation. And I just want to go ahead and start, start us off in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing us to join on this evening to come and discuss your word. Heavenly Father, please bless my tongue as I provide this message on this evening. And I pray that it falls on the hearts and ears that it needs to. I pray that it blesses someone and shows them a brand new light. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So this evening's topic will be no condemnation. And I want to go ahead and start us off by reading from the Bible, um, Romans chapter 8. Verses 1 through 5. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things, they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So, those who are after the flesh do things of the flesh, but those who are after the spirit do things of the spirit. So I want to start off by um, just kind of talking about this. Um, so we as believers of Christ, um, it's important to know that you know God does not condemn us. Um, and as we're walking in the Holy Spirit and not serving our flesh, there may be times that we fall short of His glory because um, we are human and we are flawed. Um, however, God does not treat us as criminals. He treats us like children. And, you know, in this way, um, <clears throat> you can kind of think about it as those of us who do those of us who have kids and those of us who don't have children uh, you can think of kind of how you treat your children when they do something wrong or you can if you don't have children you can think of how your parents kind of treat you when you've done something wrong but you know they want the best for you so you know they may be they may be upset they may be um, you know unhappy with you However, they are not looking for you to um, reap bad fruit. They're not looking for you to, um, you know, they're not looking for negativity to come to you because you have made a mistake. They do want you to understand the error of your ways. However, they treat you with grace. They treat you with love and kindness. You know, 
this is how God treats us. He doesn't treat us as criminals. He treats us as children. And we are justified by, being justified by faith. We have peace with God. And um, God allows us to be able to repent to him. So, you know, if we know that we have sinned or fallen short of the grace of God, um, you know, we come to him. He allows us to come to him. And um, asking for forgiveness. He allows us to come through repentance. And he allows us to clear our slate, so to speak. Um, God does not want us to tote around our mistakes. He wants us to repent and be better to please him. Um, and one of the reasons why God does not want us to carry it all because or carry our mistakes and carry around our sin is because it can uh, weaken our spirit. And Jesus has already paid the price for this. So he doesn't want us to take on that responsibility. It has already been done. Um, for this reason, so that way we would not have to carry it around and, you know, tote it around, things like that. Um, and in this, it's important to know that in these times, that if we do tote around our mistakes and our sins, instead of just allowing God to go ahead and, you know, forgive us and coming to him in repentance and accepting his grace and mercy, um, the enemy will try to scoop down on us in the weakness um, that turning around our sin when it's not our burden to carry, um, that can weaken our spirit. And the enemy, you know, swoops down on times like this when we are weak in the spirit and weak to the flesh. And, um, you know, those are some of the times that he just swoops in and, you know, really tries to um, cause spiritual uproar, spiritual turmoil, spiritual warfare in order to draw us away from the Lord. So it's important that we know that, you know, God gives us some grace. He offers us grace. He offers, he offers us forgiveness for things that we have done and he does not offer condemnation. He does not want that. He wants to treat us with loving kindness. Even if we've made a mistake that does not please him, he wants us to learn the error of our ways, but not to be, you know, struck down, not to be completely hardened by death, whatever it may have been. Um, and disciples, another type of, something else I want to touch on, Disciples of Jesus Christ are not reproved, but we are pardoned. And I want to talk about the difference between those things, those words. So, reproved is to scold or correct, um, to express disapproval of. And to pardon is the excusing of an offense um, without a penalty. Um, to absolve someone from the consequence of a fault, to allow an offense to pass without punishment. So the Lord pardons us. He doesn't reprove us, he pardons us. We can get full pardon. God casts our sins, our mistakes, our trespasses against him. He 
cast them to the bottom of the sea, not to be recovered and brought back up. Um, he doesn't condemn us for the things that we have done. You know, he does love when we walk in his light, when we walk in his will, and allow his will to lead us. And, you know, he doesn't love when we commit sin. However, he offers loving kindness. He offers forgiveness. He offers mercy for those of us who do truly love him and do truly accept him as our Lord and Savior. And the other thing with this is important to it's important to practice, um, you know, reading our Bible so that when we know what's pleasing to God and what's not pleasing to God, it's important for us to, on a regular basis, do God's will, do things that please God, because that's how He is going to be able to tell us apart from those people who are in the world sinning and those of us who are actually His children that may have fallen short of His glory, so that way He can express this burden to us. And I also want to go ahead and read um, a verse from the book of Psalms. Give me just a moment. Okay, yes. Um, Psalms chapter 6, verse 1. I'm going to read. Oh Lord, rebuke me not in thy anger. Neither chasten me in thy heart displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak, O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. So, um, you know, we have to call upon God for his forgiveness. We have to call upon God when we do feel that we have fallen short of his greatness and fallen short of the will he has in our life. And, um, because he wants to offer us these things, but we have to be willing to accept it also. And um, another uh, part of this, Christ is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Simple trust appropriates the sin offering. He is the high priest. Whoever lives to make intercession for us. And faith in Jesus gives us a personal interest in that intercession. So trusting him allows us to be able to accept his gracefulness, accept his loving loving kindness in exchange for our sin. And as we grow in Christ, um, there will come a time where, you know, he does perfect us. There will come a time where we no longer even fall, um, we may still fall short, but those things will not be, as being a babe in Christ, the type of things that we may get into, especially if we were, you know, living in the world and being of the world, um, as we grow in our relationship with Christ, the things that lead us to sin, and uncleanliness, ungodliness, those things will no longer even feed us. Like, we won't even be able to bring ourselves to go certain places, to be with certain people. Um, our appetite will completely change. 
peace that God provides us and offer in exchange for us, you know, giving up those things of the world and of the enemy, um, you know, along with no condemnation, you know, the peacefulness itself will truly just have us at a point of, you know, wanting to live more to please live a more pleasing life to God. Um, the reality of our reliance on the Christ of God is proved by the character and style of our life. So we can, you know, we can go to church, we can read our Bible, we can pray, but the reality, um, well, another part of the reality of our reliance on God is proved by how we're living, how we are living our lives. So I I just spoke on um, the things that we do or we did when we were babes in Christ and when we were living in the world, things like that, when we were at that point. And, um, of course, everyone's journey is different. Some people may be babes in Christ at this point. Some people may not even be at that point. Some people may be feeling some type of conviction, but they have not chosen to live, to change their life, and give their heart back to God, the Creator. Um, but yeah, the reality of our reliance on God is proof of how we live our life. So... As we're reading our Bible, we're going to church and we're participating in godly community and events. Um, the way we actually live when we don't have our Bible next to us, the way we live when we're not in church, the way we live when we're at the grocery store, the way we live when we're hanging out with friends, this godly life will start to just pour from us um, over time in order to show uh that will show, you know, the reliance that we truly have on God, when we trust God, when we walk in full peace, when we walk in the armor of God, no matter what we're doing, going to the grocery store, going to um, a friend's house, going to the movies, you know, just, you know, regular everyday things, or, you know, maybe even times where we're facing someone, and they haven't gotten their life to the point where they have given it to God, um, our reality of trusting in God will show through those times when we deal with those situations. Um, good situations and challenging situations too, where the enemy and the enemy's workers are sent to disrupt our peace. Um, Jesus Christ leads all his disciples to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So when we die to the flesh, um, we give our lives back to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our Lord and Savior. We die to the flesh and we live for the Holy Spirit. We start living in the Spirit. We live to please God. We live to do right by God. We live to uh, serve God in all the things we do. Glorify God with our tongue, with our body, with our actions. Um, you know, just making sure we live a life that honors God. Um, that's the life that Christ leads us to. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a life of love. It's a life of peace. And not only within us, but we, we will get to a point where we're spreading this, where we're spreading the gospel, where we're spreading this love, where we're spreading this peace that comes with, um, you know, serving our Heavenly Father. Any 
Okay, I want to go ahead and read from Psalm 63, chapter, sorry, Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice my soul followeth hard after thee thy right hand upholdeth me so in this in closing ending this evening's session um, I just want to touch on the fact that walking in the spirit and not the flesh will naturally shape us to be pleasing to our heavenly father and you know although we may have bumps in the road God does not want to condemn us he wants to lift us up he doesn't want to hold things against us he wants us to be peaceful he wants us to feel love and he wants us to continue to just do better and fight our flesh and walk in the spirit and yeah so i'm going to go ahead and close this message in prayer dear heavenly father thank you for bringing us together on this evening lord i pray that this message has blessed someone in their spirit i pray that you please bless us with the strength to walk against our flesh and to walk in service and gratitude to the Holy Spirit so we can please you, Father God. I pray that you please bless us with a desire to do the right, Lord, in your holy name. May we all accept what the Lord Jesus did for us in sacrificing himself for our sins so that way we can live a life without condemnation, but by being loved and being forgiven and being crafted and being molded and shaped and guided to just, um, to please you, Father God. I pray that we all accept this love that has been offered to us way before we were formed under our mother's womb. Lord God, you uh, you made it so that your son sacrificed for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We bless your holy name, and I pray that you please just guide us and allow us to accept you at all times and accept your forgiveness. I pray that uh, when times come of spiritual warfare, that we know that the battle is not ours, that we can trust in God, and we can rest in God for God's loving kindness and mercifulness um, just is so abundant upon us 
but we just have to receive it and we just have to walk in it and accept it. Yes. Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you. Um, and may this message bless someone who has not yet heard it. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you, Father God in heaven. Amen. Amen. Peace and blessings in the salvation of Christ. Evangelism. Thank you for joining. Oh. Depend I have one now.